Sunday, happy Sunday, real real happy Sunday, dude. That uh, it's funny. So this weekend, or not this weekend, this well, this week's podcast, uh, we sparked it up with uh, some Mr. Zips banana cream jealousy, mm-hmm. and it's a sativa. But yeah, I don't feel any of the jealousy vibes. I'm just <laughs> like all enlightened, full. Right. <laughs> like, it's a it's a very. Um... It's an introspective one. <laughs> Very cerebral. It is, yeah. I definitely feel myself in my vibes mentally when I'm on it. And it has me thinking in a deeper sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Looking def- inward. <laughs> definitely helped that uh, we had some something to eat beforehand, too. Absolutely. Definitely had some uh, some full stomach. Snacky stomachs. snacks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> had a you know quick little production meeting. It's good to check in with yourself because I feel like whenever you get... Um, impatient or sometimes angry or you know short with people and stuff it's usually because you're hungry or you haven't drank water or what, what have you right? no, I just grabbed a Snickers you haven't <laughs> <laughs> or not drank your water but slept enough you know brush your hair take care take care brush your hair yeah yeah crazy mm-hmm. but how's your Sunday been my Sunday's been good um, I spent honestly I've been uh, just Still watching Netflix somehow and nice finishing up some episodes of, of some things and whatnot. Um, but yeah, just kind of had a lazy Sunday morning. Nice. <laughs> but here we are. We're being productive. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're getting it done. Out here recording. Just had some self care today in the morning. Got to. You gotta have some self care. Yeah. Or else and who's gonna do it for you? You had a self care by watching your team um, oh, shit. succeed four times now. You know in what I'm saying. Four I'm so tried, happy for four you. Failed. <clears throat> fly eagles fly. They you know definitely have that spirit going for them this year. If you want to fly fast, fly alone. Yeah. If you want to fly far, fly together. Let's go. You know what I'm Teamwork four makes no. the dream work. It ain't no accident. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's predestined. Yeah. Out here. But yeah, yeah it was awesome. uh it was cool, you know, this team definitely has something brewing, definitely has something special and it's cool to, you know, be able to witness it and you know, being had been there from like the day one. Mm-hmm. So it's cool, you know, seeing it from the ground up and, you know, seeing, you know, glimpses of what the future can be. And, yeah, man, 4 no. Let's go. It's not easy to do in the NFL, so I'm definitely happy about Let's my go. team. Respect. Respect. But yeah, yeah, other than that, yeah, just been chilling, you know, mm-hmm. let my body rest. Um, been hitting the gym, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more uh, consistently the last week. So definitely letting my body rest. So mm-hmm. that, that's always good as well. I was just going to say randomly, like side tangent, but for your uh, love for football, I'd love to know what you think about like the other teams as far as the league goes. What what are you impressed by so far? Uh, definitely impressed by like the top teams that were playoff teams last year, like uh, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. the Ravens, teams like that, like teams that like, you automatically you know assume that are going to bounce right back. Mm-hmm. Because they have the coaching staff, they have the players to be able to do it. So, yeah, you know, just like I've always, you know, told people, football is the hardest sport really to be a back-to-back champion mm-hmm. because the landscapes of team dynamics change within one offseason. Yeah, one offseason, the power balance can just be shifted like crazy, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, cool. This 
this just got a little harder. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm definitely surprised by the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. They are a division rival of mm-hmm. the Eagles. Um, no one really knew exactly how they were going to come back this year just because their star running back, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. is coming off like an ACL mm-hmm. tear from a few years ago. But he hadn't like mentally like checked back into the game yet. Now that he has, it's like, oh shit, they're back. You know, they're they're kind of scary. They're not too much of a threat, but they're there. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's uh, you know, I feel for my uh, my melanated brothers that are Raider fans. You know, it's just uh, <laughs> all that talent, winless. Aww. You know, <laughs> and it's like, it's, you know, I I was raised by Raider fans, and I was just like, I. It's just too much losing for me, bro. Yeah, no hate to them, but you know. I mean, you just... know, hey, they they are committed. You know, they're they're people of, yeah. you know, they're loyal. Loyal fans. You know, I defected just because I, I had enough. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just not as committed like that. But, um, with the Raiders, you know, it's crazy just because they have all that talent. But as far as like the coaching staff and consistency and like the. The, like front office level it always changes mm-hmm. year in and year out there's no consistency so like how are these players supposed to buy into a system that's and constantly changing exactly it's like uh okay, and like well, trust that it's gonna work basically. exactly you're like well guess we'll wait till next year's plan oh, you know? so wow. it's like how do you mentally check in fully mm-hmm. to you know reap as much as you can so nice so i don't know yeah it's i the raiders always have players it's just inconsistency but mm-hmm. you know it's not my team good insight sucks, but yeah you know, fly goes fly let's go <laughs> <laughs> still far no let's go you know what I'm saying <laughs> um yeah cool I see I see um how do you feel like um as far as like some some things that landmark moments we've had this week that have been going on oh one of them that I did see that a lot of uh a lot of people would probably be on the side of you know supporting is that the uh, LA City Council officially made October 1st official Bad Bunny Day mm. and um, I forget the city council member's name but was that not sorry to cut you off was that not his first day performing in Los Angeles or uh, the first day was the 30th yeah September 30th oh so, so the was, following day yeah huh. yeah the October 1st was the last show he had two shows in LA at SoFi. The first show was the 30th, and then the last one was the first. So maybe because it was his last show in LA, that's probably why they chose to do it that day. But as far as like significance, as far as like uh, why that day was chosen, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the article that I was reading was that it was just saying that um, a city council member petitioned it because he felt that Bad Bunny having such a big influence in reggaeton music that was very uh, suggestive and you know objectified certain people and certain ideas and to see where it's at now uh him being the biggest star who he is and portraying you know an opposite image of the reggaeton that say for example that was around when i was a kid mm-hmm. it's like oh damn like you're you really are steering it in a different direction mm-hmm. him being the first uh latino artist to have like a number one album mm-hmm. is like the first time in like 64 years like for 200 weeks straight he has like a number one single or something like that wow and then yeah just la being predominantly latino it's like seeing him have an impact on latinos whether 
they not be like native Puerto Ricans like him? Mm-hmm. Would they be Mexicans, Venezuelans? He brings them together. Everyone's. Yeah, he brings them. He brings them all together. So, for me personally, yeah, I think it's cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'm all for Latino representation. I'm all for you know, just really seeing people that can resonate with me. You know, in high positions and doing something. About it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this doesn't give him any jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he the motherfucker's not gonna go around and change laws. And exactly. Anything, but, yeah. You know, it's cool just being aware. Yeah. And you know, being recognized and you know. Shout out my fellow Piscinian, Benito. <laughs> yeah, Benito. Um, I I do enjoy his music a lot. I was gonna ask you, so like, since you don't speak Spanish, like, what do you enjoy of his music? Even though you know you don't understand the message. Honestly, <laughs> I honestly enjoy like the the music production wise. Yeah. The beat is is always like. And the beat goes exceptional. On. Yeah, he does like have like that upbeat vibe and. It, it just, I don't know, that also I feel like, obviously, I think physiologically has an effect on the body, the bass, and like the rhythms and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just, yeah, I don't know. That's it resonates. Cool. Yeah, I is love there it. A, so like, is there any uh, parts of his music that kind of reminds you of Arabic music? You're like, oh, shit, we kind of do that. I mean, or do you think that's it's an just interesting the, or question. Is it, yeah, because, like, is that your bridge that you think you groove to Bad Bunny as you do? We do or... have heavy drums mm-hmm. in our music, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah. And we have, like, a beat, like, a steady beat. I like the repetitive beats. Some music is, like, orchestrated in a sense where it's not really rep- repetitive yeah. in nature. But, yeah, like, it's it's different. For sure, I like the, the drums. I like the, uh, I don't know. And I feel like he does. I have looked up his lyrics, like translated wise. I do feel like it. It is like less objectifying of people and more focused on the emotions of, of like connect the connections and relationships. And, yeah. Connections. And it's like it's not a judgment. It's an observation. <laughs> but it's like I don't, I don't remember like in which city it happened. But he was on stage with his backup dancers. He had a girl on his left, guy mm-hmm. on his right. Kissed them both right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. People wanted to make a big deal out of it, but then surprisingly like a lot of people were like dude this is this is what he does this is the awareness he brings like this is mm-hmm. oh it's new to you guys oh okay you guys are barely catching on me. yeah yeah like at first like i wasn't like whoa that's wrong mm-hmm. it's never my thought process but i was just like he was huh, breaking a okay. stereotype the reason why i asked like if um there was like certain songs or certain beats of his music that made you resonate with it was because i've always thought that the reason why people can resonate to music, even if it's not your language, mm-hmm. is because there's some like familial like ties that you do, like some emotional ties. Like, for example, like those drums, maybe, maybe like they were prominent in like a lullaby that your mom may have sung, mm-hmm. or in like a classic folk song you had growing up. So, oh, I that's see. what like that, at least for me, like in my thought process, that's what I think someone of another language who doesn't speak the language mm-hmm. would latch on to they're like oh okay let me see if there's some similarities in like the instruments he chooses or the beat that he chooses and stuff like that i see okay no so when uh with bad bunny i would say is that not only was i hooked on f- just from the beat alone is like i do want to know the lyrics i can't say the words per se yeah. i'm not the perfect one of pronunciating things you know but I do um, find his lyrics nice. I do enjoy it. I see why people connect with it. And then with Arabic music, it is romantic also in that sense is that 
he's very romantic and yeah. how he sees the world, the fellow Piscinian that he is. Hell yeah, you he know, is. he romanticizes um, <clears throat> life and and is a dreamer. So that definitely, I feel like, uh, resonates with me in that sense. Is that Arabic music is the same? It resonates with you on that level of just like romanticizing life and you know heartbreak too and like all that. Oh yeah. That great emotional awareness. That's sick. <laughs> and speaking of emotional awareness, it was uh, it was kind of cool that Marvel or the MCU mm-hmm. is being aware of my emotions that I really needed this Deadpool and Wolverine team up <laughs> in the upcoming Deadpool three movie yeah. because let me just tell you, let me just tell you, when reality like came in and like <laughs> showed me that it was real like. I could not believe this is it. really happening. I just excuse me, like I had to put my phone down. It was a calm Thursday afternoon, I believe, or Tuesday, when they announced it, and I was just like, "Somebody hold my phone." I I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. There's a hoax. <laughs> yeah, it's a hoax. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's cool. It's cool to see that you know now that Deadpool is a part of the MCU and uh, the long-awaited partnership between him and Wolverine is finally gonna be like on film. Mm-hmm. in the MCU like it's it's gonna be sick because just as much as like the sports fans that really wanted to see Kobe versus LeBron in the finals but never got it so we're just stuck with our imagination mm-hmm. we're not gonna get stuck with our imagination with seeing Deadpool and Wolverine not on, anymore on the silver screen nope and it's it's gonna be sick I can't wait yeah. um Lean and I we're both big nerds when it comes to the MCU and you know, like using people that have comic book knowledge and like, you know, let them talk about their theories. Yeah. That's the way we geek out. And it's like, whoa, dude, there's so many possibilities. So many possibilities. Um, definitely fun to get into. I've enjoyed every single Marvel movie I've seen, probably. And I I do, um, I do know that it resonates with you, too, because you have a... Mr. Deadpool tattooed on your I do. I do. On yeah, your it's, arm. Uh, all my tattoos are one of my favorites, but that one's, you know, a favorite for a different reason. It's it's cool, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it a lot. So those are some recaps of the week. But I know I know you must have had some moments that just had you like raise an eyebrow. Scratch your scalp and just say, "Hey, yo, what <laughs> the hell is going fact. on here, dude?" So when you're chilling, you made that connection with Arpat because I never realized, like, you know, he was a vampire to begin with, and Robert then Pattinson. yes, and uh-huh. then he was such a good vampire, such a loved vampire yeah, Mr. character. Cohen. He just said, "Why not, you know, take on the Batman himself." The man. Being that a is man the bat. of bats. Yeah, man of bats. The man of bats. Yeah. From being a vampire. I know, right? Exactly. You smooth transitioning bastard. What a see? English people see the conniving. Conniving. Conniving, bro. <laughs> you see that shit? And then they're mad why they're villains, bro. But anyway, yeah, continue. How how else? How else did it make you say, hey yo? Well, hey yo in a sense is like, you know, I don't understand. Like, what's to come of him next? Like, is he going to just take it all the way to Dracula or what? Like, or, like, fuck around and write the next volume of the Vampire Diary or some <laughs> shit? He's going to write a diary? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about his dead parents. 
you know? No, I, I definitely feel like he uh, took advantage of how good of a bat man, vampire, he mm -hmm. portrayed that it's just like, why not him take on Dracula, you know, next? And you love, like, some Fifty Shades of Grey, if you know what I mean. So like, Dracula's usually sexualized in Hollywood, but uh -huh. he would be a freaking X-rated X rated Batman in that movie. You don't have to wait. You can just go on the hub and, like, search Dracula. For our Pat, we do have to wait. He's not on the hub. Before, they got lookalikes. Okay, if they got lookalikes for not... Khaleesi, I'm sure they got lookalikes for Robert Pattinson. It's not the same. I'm... During his Twilight days, he was very pale and very not in shape. He was very uh, yeah, he fragile was, he in was nature. Yeah, very skin and bones. But he's uh, definitely chained. Nick, you know Nick, what Give a dog a bone. <laughs> Yo, but have you noticed that, like, if you had to create a Mount Rushmore of, like, iconic Halloween characters that are, like, marketed to kids, mm -hmm. there's really, like, five of them. There's only real five that are, like, marketed. Dracula. Frankenstein, a mummy, a ghost, and a witch. <laughs> and so it just really made me think, uh, like, damn, like, how iconic has this fool been around that? Could a human being really be that in touch with bats, fool? Well, like, honestly. I don't know. The, the, the whole legend has been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is like a million year old game of telephone mm -hmm. and it's been changed with generation, but it's like still mm -hmm. just that concept of a person like being able to like be in tune with bats. Yeah. It's been wild. Well, I, uh, Dracula was like uh, known for mass murder, I think. Damn. So they related him to like a bloodsucker in that sense, metaphorically speaking. I don't hmm. know. Something like that. I don't know if he actually did in like historically speaking yeah but yeah that would be interesting to know i've been to that uh, castle in romania oh no way yeah i'll be honest i need to do more research further research into this you got some homework then yeah my uh, my uncle lives in romania however you know my arabic is also on the weekend so most most everything that he explained to us while we were there was in Arabic, and I'm not too familiar, you know, Dang. to know that, like, you're I know it's You're a no kid, but in Arabic? Dang, you're no. a no Arabo kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just comprehend in English, sadly. I just feel so terrible. It's my first language, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to hear what yo moments you had this week, you know, that had you questioning, uh... Life questioning reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it actually happened this morning. Uh, I was on YouTube and I was watching the shorts, and one short caught my attention, and that really just like said, "What the fuck is going on here?" Mm -hmm. uh, so there was this football league called the Fan Controlled Football League, and pretty much what it means, it's self-explanatory. Like the name, like fans chime in, whether it be through app or through the live, like. Uh, controlled football league app mm -hmm. they would control like who played they would control what plays they were going to run and they were going to control just like literally every aspect of the game wow. and so it, it yeah it was just crazy but obviously it's not as big as a real football uh arena mm -hmm. or a football field it's maybe like the size of a basketball court maybe a little bit longer and um yeah so you just play football there and this one guy 
you know, throws a touchdown. And the way he celebrates, he pulls out a joint and sparks up. <laughs> Crazy thing about it, he takes maybe like two good puffs. Rest of the game, throws four more touchdowns. Wow. He just sparked up in the middle of the game? Middle of the game after the first touchdown that he threw for. What in the world? And this dude, <laughs> um, uh, let me bring up his name. But yet this whole like fan-controlled football league, it's just so loose. It's just, it's straight up like, hey, we just want you guys to know we exist. Go ahead and check us out. That's awesome, though. That's like a um, like a live, like yeah, interactive experience with an audience and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So Jason Stewart, he played uh, college football at Memphis. He was a quarterback there, mm-hmm. and like a lot of guys, you know, you go undrafted. It's you know, it's it's a long shot really to make the NFL. You know, because you you're competing against so many guys that play the exact same position as you. So I'm not saying it's a long shot, but it's definitely you know you got your work cut out for you Mm -hmm. and so but what makes this whole story so interesting is that so he's a former college football athlete he's playing in this i guess you can call like semi-pro like temporary league Mm -hmm. but he's like a thousandaire on his way to being a millionaire through being a day trader because he went to college for business so it's like he's do he's literally doing this just for fun because he has some talent still from the college days of being you know a D one quarterback. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, ah, let, me, let me make a couple thousand real quick, you know, playing some football. Nice. <laughs> and so, obviously, you know, this being televised on numerous apps around the country and around the world, you know, the league suspended him ultimately from the league, and you know, it's not letting him back anymore. But a lot of these leagues get disbanded like within six months of when mm-hmm. it happens because there's somehow some way some shady like funding that's going on that makes these these leagues like be able to grab like former NFL players come in and play like there's oh. something or someone you know giving them money to make it so lucrative for certain guys to show up and make an appearance so like I said like these these dudes get disbanded like within months but it's so cool you know it's so cool to see because it's like the closest thing we'll ever get to arena football mm-hmm. from back in the day. Yeah. So it was cool, but wow. that that was definitely one way. I was just like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? This fool's crazy. Look at this guy. Just straight up just pulled out a joint and just, yeah, sparked up right there. Dang. That so he awesome. got suspended or what? Yeah, he got suspended indefinitely. That sucks. Yeah. I, I I would see why. I mean, I don't know. if I wonder if they'd have an issue if he did it at the end of the game rather than at the freaking first touchdown. <laughs> Dude, that's like that's like someone being okay with someone pulling out like a little canister of coke and just doing a what in the little world? Yeah. like sniff right there, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. Celebratory uh, joint, but too soon, too soon, and maybe not the right place. <laughs> Dude, you know who doesn't deserve a celebratory joint? The people that made Hocus Pocus too. Ooh. Yeah. It wasn't what your so, cup of tea. It was okay. I mean. It definitely checked off, like, all the nostalgia, um, all the nostalgic, you know, like, uh, needs and wants that I had to for this movie because I guess this movie came out in 93, mm-hmm. but for some reason, like, it was hot, like, in 96 or 97, like, when we were kids, mm-hmm. like, four or five years old, and, like, none of the original cast was there, like, Hollywood wasn't there, the girl wasn't there, his, his little sister wasn't there, there was a black cat. That did, you know, resemble Binks, but it never spoke. 
What? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. So and then they they did. It pretty much ended up being a prequel mm-hmm. and an origin story for the Sanderson sisters. Maybe like the first like forty minutes. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. And then from there, transition to like, oh, connecting to like a present day kid and like who lights the black flame candle and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the same storyline is repeated. Mm-hmm. So it gets fairly predictable. But there was a cool like, uh, like a like a revolving idea of like supporting the idea of like the importance of having a sisterhood. Like if you're, yes. if you're someone that identifies as a woman, mm-hmm. you know, having sisters, you know, definitely select few because not I, <laughs> at least from my point of view, it doesn't seem like a lot of women get along with other women. <laughs> but yeah, this is true. Yeah, the movie definitely you know like emphasized like yeah like you need like a sisterhood, you need like. You know, an inner circle, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was pretty cool how, you know, Disney kind of went that route to, like, you know, advocate that. But other than that, it was... And they're not even blood sisters, too. Mm -mm, No, they're just friends. Exactly. So sisters, yeah, like you said, a sisterhood in that sense. But, it, you know, with the whole, like, nostalgia, like, feels that I was getting from it, from Mm -hmm. the movie and, like, all the callbacks it was doing to the old movie, it definitely made me think, like, like, Disney was cool, but Nickelodeon had some fire, like, Halloween-related episodes. Oh, yeah, Or shows, like, just revolved around the idea of scaring you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my top one was, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Dude. Yeah. That took me back. That one was, by far, one of the more scarring shows that I would watch mm-hmm. with my sister and my older brother. Can you recall any episodes? Because I remember watching it, but have you seen any of it recently? Or um... I know, I know it's on net. I, no, is it on I the think streaming? Goose, I think it's Goosebumps that's on Netflix. Oh, the old but, school ones. Yeah, the old school Goosebumps. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Um, but as far as Are You Afraid of the Dark, I don't know which streaming platform it might be on. For a fact, it's probably on Paramount Plus. Cause I know, yeah, they have I know Paramount owns Nickelodeon, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be like the. the the safest bet i'm gonna check it out but yeah that show i don't really remember what the premise of this of this certain episode was but i just remember it was just a creepy like like the antagonist like towards the end of the the episode like shows its face like quick like a quick cut to the camera Mm -hmm. and it's like oozing like blue ooze out of its mouth it just has like a menacing face and just like i'm gonna get you yeah you know but (laughs) Just the intro alone was creepy, too. Yeah. Just, like, it's all black and white, and it's all just going through an abandoned playground. <laughs> I just remember that you know? show being scarier than, like, the other kind of scary shows that they tried to do. Yeah. Goosebumps was more um, imaginary in that sense, but it definitely made me feel more scared watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Did you ever watch The Twilight Zone? Uh, I didn't. The old... Version yeah, of like it? the old version of it. I did not know. Neither have I. Like, um, like I I've watched seen... the Disney version. I think they had mm-hmm. like a Disney version of it. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, I've seen like glimpses of the original one. It's not scary. It's more like a mind trip, but it's still like, whoa, that rattled me mm-hmm. psychologically. Yeah. But um, there was that one, and then like it wasn't it wasn't scary, but like just the concept of them having like all real monsters. Like yeah, that, like it, like I said, that show wasn't scary, but just like having them have a collection of different type of monsters and like all reconvening and having like a like a self awareness to them and like it, I don't know, I I always thought that was cool. That that was a cool show. Mm-hmm. 
Yo, so I remember earlier you had mentioned that you've had the time to potato a little bit and, you know, binge some Netflix. Uh, since it's officially October, have you been uh, binging anything scary or anything uh, creepy of the sort? Okay, so not to say, you know, I was officially not wanting to be on the bandwagon as far as the Jeffrey uh, Dahmer series. Mm -hmm. I did actually just start watching it. Tee-hee-hee, um, so did tee -hee -hee, I. Tee-hee-hee, yeah. Just why not? For the sake of spooky season, it is October second now, so might as well kick it off. Might as well. With the right vibe. It is definitely spooky. Um, one thing that like stood out to me is like how they highlighted his relationship like with his dad, mm -hmm. and then like yeah, his whole taxidermy, the love for taxidermy at a yeah. young age, and his trauma like with his mom and and all that. It was really um, <laughs> disturbing, I guess, to see Evan Peters. Like, do it so well. His voice is, like, spot on. Yeah. Compared to the interviews I've seen of, of the actual Jeffrey Dahmer. But um, I definitely feel like there would be some disturbing scenes that they should give some type of warning to. Um, it's weird. Um, I don't know if you've seen... You've seen it, right? Yeah, I'm, like, five episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, definitely thinking, like, you were like, ew. <laughs> ew. <laughs> What's really interesting, too, about him is that um, a lot of people just didn't know. They interacted with him on a daily basis, but they didn't even, like, think to, you know, the fact that he was just so creepy. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I know they dramatized the series to invoke an emotion, but these are, like, real events that happen, and... The, it definitely does trigger you in the way that they portrayed it in the show um, but you, you makes you wonder like I know mostly uh, serial killers are known to be very narcissistic in nature is that, that they know how to talk to people or they know how to lure people in with their energy um, if you will mm -hmm. and so <clears throat> uh, the astrology whore that I am <laughs> Oh God! Here I do. We go. I do like Let's to look things up. Let's go to a trip to the right? stars, people. As a quick trip to the stars, <laughs> I had to look up, you know, charts and whatnot. So I, I look up these different signs, and I'm like, oh, interesting. I didn't know this, but it comes to a fact that with all this like Jeffrey Dahmer hype coming up, I follow astrology pages and whatnot, and they bring up the fact that out of like 300 different astrology. Um, out of 300 different serial killers, they all were mutable signs. Uh, mutable in meaning that they were changeable and adaptable um, in nature so that they knew how to adjust to people's feelings or emotions or people's mindsets or just information in general. They weren't committed or, let's say, I don't know, connected to people like emotionally in nature, I guess. Do you think that is a common denominator? In so, making a certain type of killer or, like, a killer in general? Exactly. That was the interesting part is that they were either a Gemini, Sagittarius, Pisces, or Virgo. Um, so those were the main mutable signs, and those were the common ones amongst those 300 that, that have been put together in that aspect. But it just makes you think, like, regardless, people's, like, astrology charts can all differ. Um, the different times that they were born, the place where they were born, uh, you know, the date, you know, year, whatnot. Yeah. Um, that all takes into effect, but that was a cool observation. I thought, like, 
astrology wise it does take a bad rep it's just like people think that's like oh you're a horoscope or some dumb stuff like that but um it is deeper in nature it's just like the modality so being mutable or cardinal or um a fixed sign all a plays into how your personality is um, and to see that they found something in common in like a study it kind of furthers its backing it's just like there are interesting things that we can look deeper into and see if that has anything to do with them psychologically speaking um yeah it's it's so cool I just nerded out really quick on that <laughs> this week. No, I'm pretty sure there's going to be people that resonate with you. And uh-huh. they're going to be like, oh, my God, let me DM you and ask you. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I, I I tried to say that I'm not really into astrology like that. But I do but look at it from a scientific perspective. But you are. <laughs> I, I am. Uh, I mean, I work as a data entry person and I've done like... Uh, quality control and and things like that so I do look at details and I look at patterns and I question why and how and when and whatnot so with astrology I feel like that works in the same way how about you just leave work at work lean you don't bring your home (laughs) that's just how my mind works it's just how my mind works (laughs) it's just what me and nature mentally how I work I like to notice things patterns and and then like dissect them it's funny you mentioned like the whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing because uh, I think it was maybe like my freshman or like sophomore year of high school. It was a. Uh, that was when like you know I understood the whole power that South Park had, like as as far as like satiring like certain things going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a Halloween episode, and they were like bringing back like or they were hanging out with a bunch of serial killers, and all like certain serial serial killers were like portrayed as the Three Stooges. And they had to go and get Satan's birthday cake for, you know, his birthday. And that was, like, the first time I really was aware of, like, oh, shit, there's serial killers out there. Like, John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, and Jeffrey Dahmer was one of the three that they were portraying. Mm -hmm. So I always knew the name, but I never really knew who he was. And then, obviously, like, I saw a TikTok that shows, like, Evan Peters, like, grooving and dancing a little bit Mm -hmm. to a Katy Perry song called Dark Horse where they reference Jeffrey Dahmer. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's, like, the second time I was ever, like, put onto his name mm-hmm. was in that song because if it wasn't um, if it wasn't the South Park episode, it was then the Katy Perry song and then this Netflix uh, show. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I just remember listening to that song the other day. And what are we, in 2022? So I would say maybe the last time I heard that song was, like, 2015 or mm-hmm. whenever the fuck it came out and I just remembered killing Juicy J's verse like line for line bar for bar flow for flow mm-hmm. and I was just like okay yeah shows how much of a banger it was because I just I didn't miss a beat <laughs> for lack of a better term there was like a lot of cancel culture going on with all of this like Katy Perry wise like they tried to yeah come after her song and then Jeffrey Dahmer himself like Dahmer Dahmer <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer himself, um, just the fact of portraying his story, I feel like for informational purposes to be in the perspective of a serial killer because he was known to just share everything with the police. He told them everything as far as the bodies, what he did, where he stored things, who they, you know, yeah, who they were. Um, he was very upfront. 
So to see them dramatize his story, um, it just made me misunderstand why a lot of people took offense to him saying, like, you know, uh, like, why was he portrayed a certain way? Yeah. Um, or, like, why are they giving him a platform uh, to be exposed as that? Like, why are they showing him in a way that would probably glorify him? Um, make, make him some what of a, like, adm- admirable character? <laughs> I think he had fans, actually. Well, yeah, what serial killer? Does, well, you got to think about it, too. The whole trial and, like, all that footage and shit was happening, like, in 91. Mm-hmm. There's cameras then. Mm-hmm. There's archives from 91, so I don't think him portraying himself or him portraying Dahmer the way he did, I, I wouldn't say it's not the exact way it happened because there had to have been footage. Mm-hmm. It's the 90s, you know, there's cameras. So you're telling me, like, these the production, like, <laughs> didn't have an avenue to, like, grab those archives and watch it play by play? Like, I don't know. At least for me, that's where I'm just like, mm, I'll call bullshit on that. I think it's accurate. Yeah, you think so? Man, I just, uh, <laughs> I would assume that um, the fact that the, his family and the victims of the families are still alive, I would see why it would be offensive to them in nature. But I feel like it is um, informative about, like, certain people and behind the mind of, why they do what they do. Well, I'm sure they, they probably got their permission to use their likeness and their name and all that. And I'm sure they're paying them a certain penny. It's not like they're using their likeness for free. You know, like all the victims and all all of them, they're like, okay, well, if you're going to show like our family during a sensitive-ass time in our family history, you're going to pay me a good amount mm-hmm. if you want this part of the information. Absolutely. Because if you don't, then, okay, still a lawsuit is coming your way. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone is getting taken advantage of who doesn't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a really sad part um, that I noticed in the show is that they're showing how, unfortunately, he said it wasn't racially motivated, but unfortunately, most of his victims were black men. Yeah. And um, there was a reason that people didn't really, ca- or the police didn't really catch on to him is because these victims were black and they never really looked into the murders pretty much they were swept under the rug and not taken seriously and a lot of um there's a lot of pain in the black community regarding his portrayal being what it was and how long it took for him to actually get convicted even though he is in jail for 999 years (laughs) they killed him in 94 oh did they yeah they killed him in prison in 94 I didn't know that. Yeah, so he got sentenced in 91 and all that, and then he did three years of prison uh, time, Mm -hmm. and then in 94, he was transferred to another spot, Mm -hmm. and then him and two other guys were on janitor uh, duty for, like, cleaning the locker rooms and all that, Mm -hmm. and one guy went ahead and killed Dahmer and the other guy Mm -hmm. that were there, and that was in 1994. Mm. Yeah. Um. That is crazy. Which state was he in? Because I did not know they had the death penalty. I want to say it was Colorado. Oh, wow. No, it wasn't a death penalty, fool. Mm -hmm. No, it was... He got beaten by, like, fellow... Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) By fellow prisoners. Yeah. Yeah, by, like, fellow convicts he got killed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't his 
penalty or anything like that, no. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, he deserved it. What he did was very insane, and it is it is <clears throat> accurate to say that there is, like, a relationship with childhood trauma and, like, the way people develop late, later on in their years because he seemed like he did not handle his emotions well. He also didn't have the figures in his life to show him how, how to handle his emotions really well. Yeah. To see that, yeah, come out like that was very, very sad. Um, yeah, very sad story. Very scary as well. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've always enjoyed it just because I do like seeing the harsh realities of the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Only be, I mean, I guess you can say I have a morbid sense of way of seeing the world, but it's like, at least at this rate that we're going at, you never know who the fuck you're going to run into. Yeah. So it's like, hey, let me just get a precursor and let me just see like what normally makes these people tick so I can just be like, all right, let me get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like, I guess my like adaptability, you can say my mutability. Oh yeah, because mutability. mutability. What, what's like, I'm able to read a room. Yeah. I read a room before I act out a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, it definitely helps feed my quick wit. Definitely helps feed my creativity with, you know, creating, you know, an original line if I need to, you know, if I'm writing a poem or a story or some shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, my adaptability in this sense definitely helps me, like, be more of an ally to women mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, I now understand how gratifying it is when a man or someone were to, like, follow the instructions you give them during sex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me break you know the down. motions of the oceans. You know let, me, let me break it down. You know what I'm saying? So, oh dear. <laughs> so your boy Swerve over here, right? New member of the 4 a.m. gym club. You know what I'm saying? Got yeah. to get the workout in Dang, before work. Look at you. I can't do the 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 post 3 p.m. crowd anymore. It's it's like a swimming pool in, during the summer. I can only unfortunately go after work. I mean, I could go in the morning. I'm making excuses. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, you, shout out to you because you, you have a whole physical day ahead of you at work. Good thank job, you, work. thank you, thank you. Good job. No, nah, but, um, so as a result of that, you know, I get sore a lot. And there was a, when was it? Saturday. So yesterday, um, you know, me and Lil Weens were going through the whole production production meeting and just bouncing ideas off each other and you know catching up as well and she just sees me like you know flexing my back a certain way and she's like yeah man like you've been you've been going hard to the gym like do you have like a like a like a therapy gun or something i'm like oh shit yeah you looked in pain right yeah so and then i set it up and then she's like all right like let me know like where where should i aim aim for i'm like well my shoulder blades like i know i have a lot of tension there I know I have some parts of my traps and then just yeah after that like any part of my back that's not that like you go ahead and hit that up because you know I ain't that flexible I can't get my back with the with the Theragun so <laughs> yeah I thought so it definitely helped you know that you were here so you could lend me that and the reason why I say like I now know why like how gratifying it may be to women when someone follows their instructions during sex is because I gave lean like a general idea of like yeah just my shoulder blade like kind of like Closer to the shoulder blade bone, but not the spine. When I tell you she, like, got that knot first try, I was impressed. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to come. 
<laughs> when I'm I like, say he was like making uh, questionable noises, I-, I was just looking at him like, "Are you all right? Like, is is everything okay? Like, I'm his like, leg yes. was twitching. You yes, know? you're just you're relieving the tension in the muscle. <laughs> his Dude, eye was there's, twitching. There's nothing more gratifying than just just having that right knot just taken out of your muscle. Oh, dude, and then, yeah. Can you believe I got it on the first try, unlike some of these men? Well, you Can't know, not, 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 not all of them are thoughtful and, like, you know, <laughs> open-minded like moi. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> no, it makes sense that the source, a.k.a. a woman, would have gotten it on the first try, so. Yeah. But, hey, just, thank we, you. We just know. We know. It definitely we loosened know. up the muscles that I needed to be loosened up. You're welcome. Yeah, I figured like the back is definitely the part you can't really reach. You can do your legs and arms and whatnot, but you're only so limited unless you have like a fancy thousand dollar massage chair. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. But yeah, massages, they're good once in a while. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't want to break down your muscles too much. Precisely. Um, have you listened to any new music this week? New um, albums, anything that came out? Uh, yes. My uh, One of my favorite singers... Cautious Clay, he came Ooh. out with uh, Love Cautious. So, yeah, he came out with a new EP called uh, Thick on Thin Ice, mm-hmm. and it's a total of six songs. And I believe he's released three of them, and he released a new single off that one uh, this past Friday called uh, Burning Up Slow. And Ooh. yeah, banger, banger, banger. And it's uh, I just can't wait for the other three to be released. And yeah, you know, the moment he has another show in L.A. I'll be there. Right. <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoyed Kid Cudi's album that he released the other day. That's right. Intergalactic. Kid Cudi stan. I am a Kid Cudi stan. Well, I was interested to see what he would do next because his last album wasn't that long ago. And I was like, oh, I want to see what the next album was to come. And mm-hmm. I just saw him. So um, the graphics to this uh, movie, I guess he released so trippy and so cool yeah um i definitely appreciated the art that went into it i watched the movie um 10 out of 10 would recommend if you're a kid cuddy fan and if you're into art in general you'll appreciate it even if you're no it's a little stony belt baloney stony balonies <laughs> under the influence um it's really cool to watch um the album itself probably one of my tops after like the man on the moon trilogy hmm. um wow. it, it was up there for me I definitely needed to hear it when I when I heard it. Yeah. Um, because his, I definitely feel like his music style changed. I feel like uh, the beats were different. Mm-hmm. It flowed really well. And although he isn't very vocally capable, yeah. I love his lyrics. I love the message, and I still love that you can like vibe, you know, vibe to it. Really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would say I did listen to it the first time. wasn't too sure. Listen to it two three four times i'm like hooked nice and then even more so now so it's like i made like a little observation under the influence and was like you know what i feel like now i realize why i resonate with certain artists is because they still they tell a story um throughout the album like in chronological order like song song leads into song exactly with a um a like, theme a story on it. a purpose yeah so the fact that he released a movie to go along with his album the album was pretty much the soundtrack to it but it fit with the stages of life that he was going through um and it was just beautiful very very uh artistically pleasing if you appreciate the arts yeah 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 10 out of 10 recommend Mm -hmm. i'll definitely uh, keep that in mind you know i'm uh i'm definitely a troll 
So I'll uh I'll definitely give Kid Cudi uh fans some a hard time from day to day just because I'm a big Kanye fan from the start. <laughs> I'm with confidence. <laughs> no. I'm with the menace energy. Hey, I'm, I'm not. The, a, I I'm don't the, hate Kanye. I'm with the. I hey, I'm Kanye. here. <laughs> so it's like I'd rather I'd rather uh, be associated with the trunk of the tree, not a branch of the yeah. tree. You know what I'm saying? You know what? No, but I was surprised because yeah, Kanye's no longer really involved, probably in his creative process. So oh, what sure. he did on his own was very cutty, very original, back to who he used to be. I love it. Nice. It definitely made me resonate with him, like on a deeper level again, because um, I feel like I felt a little disconnected with some of his music. Kanye, we can't touch him. Kanye is his own breed. He should be in his own <laughs> lane. I mean, if he doesn't fuck with people, I guess that's on him, right? Yeah. Um, I do want to give you a shout out though, because the bar of the week that hit for me, um, mm-hmm. he sent me a TikTok, and the girl was basically this girl was talking to one of her friends it looked like in the gym <clears throat> and he was about to do like a chest no not chest press like shoulder, shoulder press yeah 70s and she's just like dang 70s like that's pretty cool like and and he's just like ah it's whatever and she's yeah, like what do you mean yeah she's like what do you mean it's whatever and he's just like oh you know i could do more and she's just like no she's just like no you know the c- comparison is the thief of, thief of joy and that i was part. just like oh yep not only did I feel that on like a fitness journey level, but I also felt felt that on like uh, anything, like in general, comparing yourself, especially on the internet, or just with people in your life or people that you know, you know, in general, saying like, why not me? Why this? Why them? Why that? Just it just robs you of enjoying who you are as a person, cultivating what you love, focusing on your happiness you know not really it's literally a circle peg trying to fit into a triangle slot and what i mean like by that is that uh like if you're constantly comparing yourself to look a certain way in a gym aspect or you're comparing yourself to someone that's completely different completely body uh chemistry wise like completely different from you you're never gonna get there because it's not your reality it's it's just not you Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly comparing yourself to someone else, you're just forgetting the whole essence that you are. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be on a constant, damn, I need to look like that because of them instead of, no, I'm going to look like this because I want to. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to appreciate happy. what I look. Exactly. Yeah, well, no, then, regardless. Chasing satisfaction because someone else is a source? No. Mm-hmm. Can't do that, player. Yeah. You got to be your own satisfaction. Do things that make you happy, though, at the at the end of the day. Just got to listen to your heart. <laughs> Just got to listen to your heart, you know. When it's calling for you. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. What else you got for the people? You have any, any uh, bars of the week that you'd like to share? Thanks to You me. had shared a nice uh, video with me on the Instagrams um, about making others happy. Yeah. Um, it was very compassionate wise. And I felt like that definitely resonated with you. Or, or I felt like I could relate that back to you as a person. Yeah, just uh, just over the years, just certain things have happened. And it's just made me become more of a mindful, sympathetic person that I'm not the only one that battles demons every day. Everyone else does. And... 
I know how some days can be heavier than others and other days are just lighter. Mm-hmm. And so... 100%. Yeah, so why not help... Why not gift people a laugh and then make them believe, like, ah, the demons won't get me for now. Like, give them, give them, like, a little extra more light. You know, a little more extra fuel in their lantern so, like, that light doesn't go away. Mm, um, that's nice. You know, if we know, you know, having a shitty attitude is not going to improve a shitty situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like being a positive in a negative environment and just, you know, hoping for the best, hoping that other people will see it and then they'll gravitate towards you and then little by little you're just creating an atmosphere it's like nah man let's build each other up mm-hmm. or haha you fucking trip idiot <laughs> <laughs> alright alright no get back up, up. Oh, exactly on, let's go <laughs> yeah, yeah. other than that yeah it's you know I'm definitely more sympathetic because of certain things I've gone through and you know I understand everyone has their own ways and I'm not saying I'm the best person to come to for advice but you know I'm learning my way that Oh, okay, I'm a little more healed than mm-hmm. other people, so, you know, instead of feeling mightier because I'm more healed, all right, hey, man, let me show you how good this feels so mm-hmm. you can get here, too. So it's kind of like the the approach I take now. I love that. Is, uh, yeah, just be compassionate and, you know, just help people out. Um, It's good to be a good listener, too. I feel like it's good to give people an ear every now and again, obviously with if they have the capacity to do so, it's good to have conversations where you feel safe around others and get to be your real self. Yeah. Because I feel like people forget to connect with each other on that level these days. Definitely. And it's definitely cool that, like, when you're able to... Excuse me. When you're able to, you know, just see the power that your presence has on certain people, it's like, oh, shit, all right. What do you want to do with it? Do you want to be vain and, you know, be selfish or do you want to go ahead and, you know, be the voice to the voice in yeah, a way? use it for good. Definitely the voice to the voiceless. I feel like a, a lot of people don't have that voice. And we take advantage, you know, um, that your voice is power and it matters in this world. And even, like you said, you can just be your true self and whoever gravitates it gravitates it because they do for you not for any other ulterior motives Mm -hmm. you build more genuine connections um with people and then yeah you grow together grow together and then the hardest part of that is like people think that you have to meet each other healed all the time it's just like no a lot of people i think probably heal better when they know that others are going through it with them the importance of like AA or you know those group type settings or even like man I'll be cheesy and say like a fitness class Mm -hmm. like you feel like there's something emotionally fulfilling about that too yeah yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah, there's always uh I guess it just kind of ties back to like the whole message of community Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just whether it be Hocus Pocus 2 where they're talking about sisterhood or, mm-hmm. you know, like the typical like football uh, movie where they have like that moment of camaraderie. They all come together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's power in numbers. And, yeah. you know, although one is a very nice number, it's very lonely. Mm-hmm. There ain't that much help. There ain't that much backup. So you definitely, you know, just got to select your few, mm-hmm. your few people selectively and take care of them. They'll take care of you. Absolutely. And just like Tupac said, 
if there happens to be a division, you know, just uh, it started with um, just because we're no longer friends doesn't mean I don't want you to still eat. Mm-hmm. You just can't eat at my table. Mm, no. And it's literally what it is. Just, you know, hey, bygones be bygones, but mm-hmm. keep making your money, but we're not going to make money together. There's a healthy way to disconnect from people that, yeah, just don't deserve to be where you're at. Or maybe actually I take that back. You can try and help people grow. Um, you can try and try and try. But if they don't want to grow, you know, it's not going to take them anywhere. Um, so unfortunately, if you keep those people in your life, then you lower yourself in that way that you don't, you limit yourself to where they're at because that's all they can be. Exactly. You got to sometimes cut it and keep going. If you're, if you're outgrowing friends and then to constantly find something in common with each other, you got to bring yourself down mm-hmm. to your friend's level instead of them coming up to your level, there's something wrong. Yeah. You definitely got to change that up. Mm-hmm. Well, change that mentality is just like you want to, you can only do so much for someone at the end of the day. You do want to bring that encouragement. You do want to show like your friendship in a healthy way. But bottom line, if that person doesn't do anything with it, doesn't appreciate it or reciprocate it, that's when you know, you know, yeah, I'm outgrowing this person. Yeah. Yeah. When you notice that gap in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Dang. You just got really deep with that. A little, little healing Sunday. <laughs> Starting Self-care the week off. Sunday. Starting the week off on a light note. Light note. Feeling and all the, <clears throat> uh, what is it? You just relieved of all the tension? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. In every aspect. Um, yeah, I do want to go back to the whole sense of community thing, too. Is just like, I do feel for people that are grieving over lost loved ones that they had no idea you know the reason behind where they were how they died sad yeah so shout out to anyone even like in florida or like war countries countries that are coming into war and lots of conflict going on so hope everyone stays safe out there and in connection with the ones they love yeah stay safe stay strong yes stay Stay connected yes and stay connected yeah Bark if you have to, if that's your uh, <laughs> that's your preference, if that's your rally call. Or, or. <laughs> shout out to the neighbor's dog, bitch ass dog. <laughs> they deserve a mic at this point. <laughs> Fuck, it's getting all these free features, motherfuckers. <laughs> but once again, people, it's your boy Irv. Yes, and so Weens coming at you here, another high cast. Yes, at Excuse Our Highness. Make sure to follow it on on Instagram, Excuse Our Highness Pod. That way, that way, you guys can go ahead and send us any comments, concerns, reviews, <laughs> any shit talking. Tell us how you really feel. Exactly, get it off your chest. <laughs> Let us know, man. Yeah, All we right? uh, appreciate you guys as always. Y'all take care. Woo! Brush your hair. <laughs>